0: Hello everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that you're off to a great Christmas start. I love this time of year and it is such a beautiful time to just reflect on miracles and Christmas miracles and they necessarily don't have to be about Christmas. So for these next four weeks leading up to Christmas, each week, I am going to share a very personal story in my life about miracles, about things that have happened to me, and why so many years ago, I was encouraged to write my first book, Beloved Not Broken, to share some of these amazing God stories with you. So today, I am going to share a very, very personal story, and I want you to hear it from my lips, because it was my experience And sometimes reading it, you just don't get that same flair. So I'm just going to share it with you on this podcast today. And let me take you back to the year 1977. Now, I just turned 62 years old. So this was quite a while ago. And I was in high school and I needed my birth certificate to go to college. So I asked my mom for the birth certificate and she let me know that we needed to send off for it. So each day, I would run out to the mailbox to check on this birth certificate because I was so excited, number one, to see it, and two, to get things rolling so I could get enrolled into college. So the day finally came, and the paper was there, and I ripped it open, and I saw the date of issuance said 1966. And I thought, oh, no, there's been a mistake because I was born in 1959. So I took it upstairs to my mom and showed her, and she gave me this look and said to me, words I will never forget, Paula, I have something that I need to tell you. And it was as if time stood still for about the next few days, really. And what she had to tell me was life changing. And she shared with me, on that day, that the father that I thought I had was not my real father, that I had a different father. And of course, my brain is just racing, questions flowing faster than I could even get them out. And so I ask her, well, where is he? And then she dropped the next big bombshell in my life. I'm so sorry, Paula, but he died two years ago when you were 16. And so here I was at 18, trying to grapple with these big pieces of information that I had just been given. What did I do with that? How do, I, how do I process this? And so my next question was, what about other relatives or grandparents? And she said, you have a grandmother, and she lives in Houston, Texas. Now, at the time, I was up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So she knew me and she knows me well, and so the next day, I am on a Greyhound bus going from Fort Worth, Texas to Houston to see this woman that I had never seen before in my life because there was this innate desire to know her, to see her. Even if she was sick and laying there in a coma, I knew that I needed to put eyes on her before she passed. And I remember on that bus ride from Fort Worth to Houston, it was very, very long because they stopped at every single little city. But what it did was it gave me such a great time to really just reflect and focus on, you know, what was I going to do? How I was going to react? It gave me a lot of time to really reflect and really talk to God. And thankfully, I was a believer. And I had been very involved in my chapter of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And that summer before, at an FCA camp, is where I really accepted Christ into my life. So none of that is an accident, of course. So I had a lot of time to talk to him and to just mentally and emotionally prepare for what this hospital visit was going to be like. So I remember getting to Houston and my aunt picked me up and we went straight to the hospital. And those nurses could tell the minute I walked in that I was a deer in headlights, and I was terrified. I didn't know what a person in a coma looked like or what to even expect. So they guided me in, and they told me she just looked very peaceful, she looked like she was sleeping, and that I could touch her, and I could talk to her. And so I crept in, and there was this tiny little woman laying there and she did look so peaceful and looked like she was sleeping. And I remember just gazing at her and just, I was in awe that my wrists were the same size as her wrists and my hands, which are really small hands, were the same size as her hands. And so I am just soaking in this precious woman lying before me. And this is the part that rocked my world, that I so want to share with you. Because miracles today still happen, you guys. And this miracle happened to me. And so as I'm looking at her, and remember she had been in a coma for two weeks, she opened her eyes and she looked at me and she said, hello, Paula. Well, the nurses came flying in, I mean, the room was a flurry of activity and to kind of fast forward because I had to go back home um, but she not only came out of that coma she lived another six years now I am in college and I am writing her letters I am going from Denton Texas to Houston as often as I could to see her. And upon our first visit, where I really got to sit down with her, she had all these pictures of my father, who I look exactly like in a female version. It was crazy. But one of the most remarkable things that she said to me was, Paula, I have been praying for you for 18 years. And you guys, I can tell you right now, that those prayers altered my life. So if you're in a situation where you're estranged from somebody or for whatever reason you can't be with them, please, please know that the power of prayer is very real. That this grandmother, and her name was Ruth Annie, this grandmother, Ruth Annie, was praying for me. And I found out that this side of the family had deep Christian roots, and it just gave my heart such, so much grace. I just realized I had received so much grace from this very obedient and dedicated woman to praying for a granddaughter that she didn't even get to have in her life. And so it was so, it was so beautiful And then after she died six years later, and I had to go to her house and clean up everything and go through her papers, I found a typewritten account of what she experienced from her words on that day when I approached her hospital bed. And this is what it said. It said, I was heading toward a light. And I was seeing people that I knew that had passed before me. And as I got to the top of this tunnel, I was told, Ruth Annie, you have to turn around and go back for Paula. And she said that she turned around and looked. And she saw me standing by her hospital bed. And she said there appeared to be an abyss like if I had stepped back I would have gone into this abyss and so she knew that she had to come back for me and that's when she came back and opened her eyes and said hello Paula so oh my goodness you guys what an amazing story of miracles and how God has every detail already planned out. He knew that I needed to know this amazing and remarkable woman. He knew she needed to come back to help me, because at that fragile age of 18, I probably would have gone into an abyss. But because of his grace and love and mercy, he allowed her to come back and give me some time to learn about that side of the family. And it was just such an amazing and beautiful event. And then having her own near-death experience written that I have now forever and that I'm sharing with you, never, never doubt when people say that they saw a light or they were heading towards a light. It is real. And we know as the book of John opens there is that reference to the word was light. And the light is within all of us who believe in Christ. And we know on that beautiful Christmas night, when Christ was born in Bethlehem, people were guided to him by a light. The light is Christ. And I just pray That throughout this Christmas season, that you'll slow down and you'll take a moment to reflect on His light. Slow down and not let the Christmas frenzy get you stressed out and cause you to miss the true meaning of His light. And you guys, He came into this world for us in the form of a human so that he could experience what it was like to be a human and to die ultimately for us, for our salvation. You guys, that's the Christmas miracle. And there are so many other amazing miracle stories out there. And I would be really honored if you shared those with me. I'm really thinking about putting together a book of miracles that people talk about, but putting them all into one book. So if you have a really amazing God story, I would be honored to hear it. And so you can reach me on my website at drpaulamcdonald.com and just say, connect with Paula. Just go to that tab and click that and tell me some of your story and we can get on the phone and we can talk and I can hear it and we can create this wonderful book together, because people need to hear the good news right now. The world is upside down. There's no doubt about it. But let's not let this upside down world blind us from the light that is absolutely there. Jesus hasn't left us. He is still there. He is still guiding us. His light is still shining brightly. And if we aren't seeing that, then we're missing the point of Christmas. And so I'm so happy to be able to share this story with you. I have many, many other god stories that I'm going to be sharing with you over the next few weeks. So I really hope you'll stay with us and listen. I have a story I'm going to share with you about my own near-death experience. So it's really interesting that my grandmother had one and now I have one. I'm going to share with you a story about my own granddaughter who was tiny baby and absolutely was taken out of my arms in a custody suit. And I didn't see her for three years and how I had to then become that praying grandmother and the miracle, miracle story that came out of that. And then there are several other beautiful stories that have happened that have really confirmed my own near-death experience story that I'm going to share with you. So I think it's going to be a great way for us to focus on what really, what Christmas is. We cannot lose that, you guys. We cannot be thinking about Santa Claus and reindeers and snowmen and happy holidays. Please, please, please hear me on this. Please say Merry Christmas to everyone you see this season, do not accept happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas, Christ, Christ who is in us, Christmas. And we need to remember to share that far and wide. And we cannot be coerced into not saying it because that's what people want to do. They want to snuff out Christ and crush out his light, And that's not going to happen. As long as there's breath in me, and there should be as long as there's breath in you, you guys, we need to shout far and wide, Merry Christmas. He is the reason for the season. So when you look up in the stars and you see that bright star in the sky, and right now there is a really bright star in the sky, look upon that star and just reflect on the fact that that Christ is there for you. He's here for all of us. And he simply wants us to turn to him. He wants us to listen to him, to come to him, to pray to him. So in this season of Christmas, may each of you find your light in Christ. Get with him. Spend that time and focus on the true meaning of Christmas. I know for me, that day in the hospital, when I saw that beautiful woman, and she opened her eyes and looked at me. You guys, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that there absolutely is a God in heaven who loves me. So I hope none of you miss out on that. And I pray that you will find His life this season Hang on to it tightly and just enjoy every moment this Christmas season. May God bless you and keep you. May his light shine brightly upon you. Amen. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.